0: Hello and welcome to this festive episode of Never Seen, that podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies. People are shocked you've never seen. I am Jenny, your host, and joining me for this very festive episode is the lovely Stacey. Hello. And the ever lovely Lee. Hello. So for this festive episode we watched Disney's Beauty and the Beast which Lee you hadn't seen so take That's it away right. my
1: friend. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast 1991 Disney animated flick something like the the second or third movie of the Disney um renaissance, renaissance yeah after they've been going through the doldrums for the for the 80s so it came back big with the little mermaid um yeah, it's just like a super well-regarded movie If you remember our Christmas special last year uh, Which was about um, The night Before Christmas mm-hmm. That and this are my friend Aaliyah's favourite movies <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I thought, well, we'll review this It seemed like a nice one to do this one this year As we did the other one last year So there's a lot riding on this Um. <laughs> So much. Alia, if you're listening, can you turn it off, please? And (laughs) go and do something else, perhaps?
0: we are we gonna have to give her like time markers when she should and shouldn't listen? Is that okay? Just the bits
2: when Jenny and I are speaking, maybe.
1: Yeah, Yeah. can can you get some kind of flag up every time I'm talking? So okay, so bit of the beast directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. Uh, screenplay by Linda Wolverton, and unusual for it to have a screenplay because generally mm. Disney animated movies aren't scripted. They're. Um,
0: they're
1: uh, Yeah, they they do storyboarded. They're storyboarded. Yeah. They don't actually generally have a full script. Um, story by, um, well, 10 different writers. I won't list them all. Uh, producer Don Hayne. Uh, music by Alan Mencken and Howard Ashman. Based on. You know the famous fairy tale by Jean Marie Le Prince de, de Belmont from 1950, uh, 1756, sorry, which itself was adapted from uh, the 1740 story by Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. Well, so again, apologies for the pronunciation. <laughs> that should be the last of the French. You should be relieved to hear.
0: Well, you say so.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that kind of a Christmas special.
2: I should have said bonjour when you... You should have said bonjour.
1: Yeah, I should, yeah. What an
2: idiot. We'll just
1: do do the opening again. We we can't do French and Christmas at the same time. That's that's over the nod, to be honest. So you've got Paige O'Hara playing Belle. You've got Robbie Benson playing the Beast, who has no name other than Beast. Ah, uh, but he he got does. Richard White as Gastón, uh, Jerry Orbach as Lumiere, David Ogden Steers as Cogsworth, Angela Lansbury as Mrs Potts, Tony J as Monsieur LaDark, um uh, Bradley Pierce as Chip and Jesse Court as Lefou. Now, first thing that's it, interesting about is how kind of uh, low key that cast is.
3: Mm. It you know, was at the time. The, yeah. Yeah,
1: At the time. Now you'd have a like an all star cast in something like this. I think
3: it's, But you know, you're looking Yeah, at
1: that, and, you know, the biggest name there is probably Angela Lansbury.
0: Yes, because when this was made, Jerry Orbach hadn't started doing Law and Order. So he wasn't a yeah. well-known He, TV, he was. TV he he was like
1: medium. He was like a TV name and a stage. I think mm-hmm. he'd done a whole bunch of musicals. He was.
0: Stage. Yeah, he was in. Um, 42nd street and all sorts of others he was a big this is the thing when they cast beauty and the beast they went to new york because mm. howard ashman and um alan menkin were broadway producers they created yeah. little shop of horrors so they went to new york uh howard wanted um Actors. I wanted Broadway actors, people that could perform the songs. So That's yeah, the, these are these are Broadway
1: performers. So yeah, so it's, so it's not star names. You're not really no, going to yeah. dazzle anybody with the cast, but they're all, you know, they all do a good job. Yeah. Um, particularly Gaston was tremendous. Yes. Yeah,
2: love him. Um, love
1: oh, Gaston. Can I, can I just forewarn for swearing?
2: Yes, uh, there'll be I'm, some I'm ma- swears, most likely.
1: A bit during this.
2: Going to call I'm Gaston a cunt,
1: are
3: yeah.
1: I'm going to call. <laughs> it. So. Uh, But I don't want to get ahead of myself. A little history on the film. Apparently Walt Disney himself had been trying to make Beauty and the Beast since the 30s, since very early on, uh, and just stumbled over the story, couldn't get it done. He tried again in the 50s and couldn't get it done. They tried making it again in the 80s, I think, and couldn't get it done. And finally they they got it done. But even this version had its... uh, stumbles because the first version wasn't going to be a musical it was going to be and it was under by a different director and that got scrapped and and then this version came out so it 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 was a long route to get to the finished product Mm. and it was a big success it was it was a huge success very popular I didn't I've never seen it so I I I certainly didn't see it at the time because it came out in 91 I was 21 Mm. And this was way not. I'm way not the target. I'm still not the target. They didn't make this for a 53 year old. <laughs> Yo, dude.
0: It's, we'll come it's, to that later. But that's interesting. There's some there's some little facts about uh, audience uh, uh, demographics. But we'll yeah. come to that later. So,
1: um, but at the same time, this was before um, the the Disney press princess thing. So at this point, Disney were making movies for everybody. They weren't gendered, targeted towards girls. When they brought the Disney princess marketing thing in, in, I think it was 2000, I think it was with the millennium. Obviously, there was the big shift towards targeting girls at that point. Um, But anyway, that's beside the point. So I I didn't, you know, this movie didn't appeal to me at all. I was a big fan of Disney as a kid. As all kids are, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd seen um, Dumbo and Alice in Wonderland and The Jungle Book and Lady and the Tramp at the cinema in on their re-release. Because Disney used to re-release, I think Mm -hmm. it was every seven years they used to re-release movies. And usually in a double bill, I saw them with a double bill, the animated movie. And then there'd be either a Kurt Russell, one of their live action
3: Mm.
1: comedies generally. So I remember seeing, I think it was. Alice in Wonderland with the spaceman and King Arthur and stuff like that. So you'd get that sort of thing going on. So I, yeah. I enjoyed those. I I enjoyed the the second wave of the golden age, if you mm. like that. Um, I think the the, the biggest movie I remember the f- coming out when I was a kid was the Rescuers. I think that was their big one.
3: I love that. that came mm-hmm. out. It
1: was, it was and I I'd never seen it, but I always wanted to. I had the sticker book and stuff yeah. like that, uh, but I I'd never saw it until a few years back. And that was about the point where I think Disney kind of lost its mojo for a while. And that's where I kind of lost interest. I kind of drifted towards, I mean, I was a big fan of cartoons, but it was Looney Tunes, you know, Warner Brothers and, um, you know, Tex Avery and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Those are my kind of favourites. The Disney stuff disappeared. I was never a fan of Mickey Mouse and no. uh, Donald Duck and Goofy and those <gasps> stuff. Never Donald. really liked any of those. How,
2: how dare you diss Donald?
1: Donald, he's oh, Donald. he's not. Daffy's such <laughs> better than Donald. Daffy is such a better character than Donald. Duck. You, I, I still to this day can't understand a bloody word that Donald Duck says. Half oh, of no, no, that, that is the joke.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the point. But, but I, I also at the same time, I'm sure that it. it I don't know because they see he's clearly saying something. <laughs> and the other characters are reacting like he's saying things that they can understand, so I don't know i just if it's a joke i'm i'm i feel like I'm being picked on yeah but it's it's but yeah so i've I've never been a big disney fan and it all okay. got a bit too cutesy for me and too kiddish you know uh, particularly in nineteen ninety one when this came out, I remember seeing because um, it was it was a big movie when it came out i remember the, there was a big fuss about it. Yeah, not huge. least because of the use of computer animation, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: Uh, the ballroom sequence. There's a, there was a lot of coverage for that. Yeah. But what put me off immediately was all the all the Mrs. Potts and and Cogsworth, all those animated utensils and objects <laughs> and stuff. Immediately put me off. I just thought, no. What else came out in 1991 was Akira, which was totally for me. So oh, it's like. So that's going to have to go on the list.
0: I haven't either, but I've got it so we can watch it for
1: the pod. Yeah, that needs to go on the list. So Akira came out. That turned out to be absolutely for me. And Beauty and the Beast barely came on my radar, but barely featured on my radar. just wasn't for me at all. I Mm. kind of came back to Disney years later. I think it was Atlantis got me Okay,
0: okay. One of the big
1: flops one of the biggest flops and i'm like no this is amazing and it's one of the biggest flops ever, got, ever did.
0: it is one of the biggest flops but i'm yeah. surprised did did you not come back for who framed roger rabbit
1: yeah but i don't ken that as a disney movie that was a co-production that was that was well it's that touched was a bit stone, of everybody it's, yeah i, it's I didn't come th- back for the disney characters in, in that put it that way yeah
0: yeah
1: um but i, I did enjoy the, the the donald duck daffy duck duet
0: oh that was amazing
1: uh, yeah you know i did get off on that but that was that was out of appeal but yeah. um but yes, but no. I, I mean, I like the the Disney live action movies. I love the Black Hole and Tron mm-hmm. and uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes and Dragon Slayer and those yeah. kind of. They at the same time their their animated movies were kind of going weak. They were really experimenting with going to dark places with the live action movies, mm. which was kind of wild. And then of course, about eighty four, eighty five, they brought out Splash with their kind of adult wing, the Buena Vista. Yeah. Uh, angle and it all became a bit different you know i'll get a bit complicated but no, no i don't consider myself a disney fan particularly i have no great affection for even disneyland and i i realize our friendship is in jeopardy as i'm saying because <laughs> right i know you're a huge you've literally just come I've back I've literally from...
0: just come back from disney world i know yeah. but so, it's not it's not for everyone it's okay it's all you know
1: right. i mean i like animation it's just the characters do. don't click for me particularly yep. um some of the movies, and it tends to be on a movie by movie basis.
3: Yeah. You know? yeah. And
1: I tend to be attracted to the ones that, like, the the gutter movies, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. I say, you know, and uh, Treasure Planet I really liked and stuff like yeah. that. Jungle Book is probably my outstanding one. That's the one that really speaks to me. Mm, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, back to Beauty and the Beast. So uh, I'd never seen it before, I'd heard a lot about it. I kind of knew what the story was because it's just in it's the a bit, air. A bit. Yeah. It's in the, the, you know, it's in popular culture. You know, I remember mm. reading the storybook to my niece years mm-hmm. ago. So I knew the rough plot. I was, I knew Beauty and the Beast from the TV series. In the yeah, late, I remember Actis, that in the 80s. The Ron yeah. one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Loved that. I loved and that. And interestingly, I thought they solved the problem of the Beast in that Yes, Because there's, you've kind of got Even more now I think Than at the time You've got a problem about uh, what, What's it called? Helsinki syndrome? Or whatever it's called?
3: Stockholm uh, syndrome. Syndrome. syndrome
1: Where it's kind of like he's, He basically kidnaps or imprisons her
3: mm.
1: and, and she falls in love with him That's mm. not a great message no. Of course it's based on a fairy tale And those things don't have logic They're there To give a lesson They're morality tales so, kind of poking holes in plotting and logic and character relation is a fool's errand. It's it, it's a hiding to nothing.
0: That's why I don't do it.
1: So so basically. yeah. So I'm gonna kind of try and avoid that as much as possible. And and that kind because it's just you you can't rationalise those things. That's not where they were coming. No, from.
0: it it's a rational an argument that I just don't bother with because I don't yeah. agree with it and find it redundant it's,
1: because yeah, it's a fairy tale. Yeah, it kind of defeats. It's how well I can argue with how well they they get through that or deal with that issue and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair play. And like I say, that the TV show with um, Ron Perlman and Linda yeah. Hamilton really sliced that really well by making her like a you know mm-hmm. well I, no point going into that. But they 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 tackled that really well. So I was interested to see how they would tackle that in this, and they kind of don't really. Terribly well, but it, it wasn't, you know It didn't, like I say, it didn't bother Me so much, I know it, it's It's a it's a bit of a cause Celeb at the moment, or, you know About, it's a bit of a controversy mm-hmm. a, lot of the, a lot of the fairy tale Disneys are a bit controversial And yeah. I generally Haven't got time for that Me either It because, Like I say, it's just like, well they're based You know, original stories I will Analyse the crap out of but if you are based, based on fairy
0: tales, it's 300
1: years old, of course yeah. it's going to date. Yeah. And, and it's, it's also
0: it comes down a lot to how they take the original tale and how they form it to what they want to tell.
1: Exactly. To. So um, so I came to watch it. For the, I, I came to watch it. I, I thought my best chance of enjoying this would be to watch it with my niece, who's fine.
3: <laughs>
1: so we sat down to watch it and she gave up after about five minutes. <laughs>
3: Now, that's don't blame really my
1: niece. She's into Frankenstein and Dracula and the Invisible Man Fair. and the old universal horror movies. So yeah. me you know, so me sticking this in front of her was probably like, what the hell are you showing me this for? You know, where's where's the werewolf and stuff Maybe like that?
0: Maybe she should try the black cauldron. It's not great well, but it's dark.
1: That's yeah. I I mean we've watched the black hole. If you like the black hole. Yeah. So anyway, so so that that fell apart. So I so I ended up having to watch it on my own, which again probably isn't the best. You know, a fifty-three-year-old sat in front of this, watching it on his own, probably isn't you know the best condition to to watch it in. So the positive things first. I thought the animation was fantastic. Um, and I was watching it and I was thinking, what's what's there's something funny about this animation? There's something different, and I realised mm. it's because it's hand drawn. It is it's it's all hand drawn. So since yeah. I've seen hand drawn. Animation.
3: Mm.
1: It it looked weirdly different. It's like, mm. oh yeah, I, you can tell that it's not perfect. That they, yeah. you know, the 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 characters kind of slip muddle occasionally mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which isn't a criticism in the slightest. No, it's, I miss it. It's brilliant because it it feels real. You can you can feel the artist behind it. Mm. You you can feel like human hand and a human heart behind it. The backgrounds were gorgeous. The animation's fabulous. Performances are terrific. I didn't like the songs. Sorry. <laughs> I know, oh, I know wow. they've okay. won Oscars. Okay. I know they've won Grammys and all sorts. And but I, I you know, I, I know obviously the Beauty and the Beast song
3: mm-hmm. and I
1: know um be our guest. Mm-hmm. Everything else completely forgettable. I couldn't tell you. I know um uh, Gaston had a big old song that went on forever couldn't tell you what that was wow yeah, but
2: Complete... is Nick so incredibly thick
1: yeah line! it is me. a brilliant line yeah so I mean I mean there's some there is some good lines in it I have to say but um okay so that was uh unfortunate and secondly I didn't like all the animated little clocks and stuff and so you basically
0: you basically didn't like Lumiere, Cogsworth or Mrs Potts or Chip and, although and, Chip is
1: annoying and then and all this, of the Yeah I didn't like any of that they're all annoying works. and Oh no
2: sense of childlike wonder is the problem Well that no, is mm, yeah <laughs> that is
1: true There's <laughs> too much of them the, the See, film, no, I love, it. It. I, I love that
2: about it. I love that
1: about it. Every part time the
2: the anyone came on screen, I was like, "Yes, a wardrobe, fucking <laughs> get it. I, that, I love that wardrobe. They,
1: this is how they solved the problem of Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. In that, it's a very kind of static story. In that, he/she stays there for years or whatever it is in the original story, or months, mm-hmm. and basically, gradually and slowly, they kind of fall in love. But he's basically asking her every day, "Do you love me yet? Do you love me yet?" That's not terribly cinematic. So they go, OK, we need to to cut through this. We need to, you know, we can't just have this two-hander of people who hate each other, you know, basically of a kidnapper and their victim and try and make a, a romance out of it. So we're going to populate it with all these Disney characters, essentially, um, which is where it falls apart, because that's exactly the sort of thing I don't want. <laughs> oh, um wow. And it's when just the... me. Clearly...
2: When the... When the... A footstool turns up. I yeah. immediately thought, I bet that's Frank Welker, and I looked it up, and it was.
1: It, of course, it's Frank was. Welker. I love it. Frank Welker. Wait, <laughs> it's an animal.
2: It's an animal, but not really. It's a footstool. Although, hmm. funnily enough, he didn't play the horse.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> Which, no, the horse was my favourite character. <laughs> I'm well, we'll that. Like,
2: listen to your horse. Listen to your horse. If there's yeah. any lesson you can take from this film, it's listen to your fucking horse. I <laughs>
1: I felt good to double take because there's one point. I think it's right early on when um, is it Maurice? That dad, was dad? Yeah.
0: Maurice, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, was riding through the woods and stuff. And there's a there's a very quick shot where something spooky or startling happens, and the horse turns around. It's a full length shot and the horse turning around, and mm-hmm. in the horse's inner thigh, there's a shadow. A circular shadow, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, it looked like it's bollocks. Probably was. <laughs> and, I, and I thought they yeah. they can't have animated the horses bollocks I bet in they a kid
0: I bet they did. They got I, they used to get up to so many things <laughs> to get away with. I did
1: have to. This, there's a good one right at the end. Do you know about it? When uh, spoiler alert, when uh, Gaston is thrown off the off the castle roof. Mm. He, he falls towards the camera In the last frame When he's right Filling the frame He's got skulls in his eyes He's got oh. skull, little skulls Little in his pupils So But anyway So I thought I saw The horse's bollocks Should,
2: should me and Jenny Get into our history With okay, the Okay
1: yeah You you get Yeah because I've been going on So you, you get into Your history with it Stace okay.
2: why You go first Go on Okay, Well, so I've mentioned before on this podcast that the Frost family household was a difficult one to watch lots of different new films in because there was like a billion of us and it was very hard to choose things that people would watch. But Disney movies were always fair game. So we had so many Disney movie nights. It was redonk. <laughs> and I also had uh, the Disney sing along songs videos, VHS tape yeah yeah remember those i do yeah um so so i am very familiar with all of the songs (laughs) when lee was like i don't remember any of the songs i was thinking little town it's a quiet feeling (laughs) just being a bit of a ticket um so that's from beauty as well okay (laughs) it is art yeah so so beauty and the beast for me was one that we watched like a lot because the thing about my family as well is that like me so i was the youngest in the household for quite a long long time but then when I turned about 11 like my aunts and uncles started having kids (laughs) so there was like always like toddlers and wee children people in the house so we were just constantly just rotating Disney movies around the place Mm -hmm. um and Beauty and the Beast was one of the ones that I I had a really weird relationship with because I'm I I half love it and I half think it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen (laughs) um (laughs) because (laughs) um which I will get into more uh once jenny's gone into her history with the film
0: okay yeah that's fine um i saw this in the cinema on its release um okay. i'm pr- pretty sure it well, was how old were you then so it was 91 so i was i was 10 i was okay. 10 yeah yeah um but yeah i saw it in the cinema because it was part of my birthday treat. And I don't know why, but I've got some thought in my mind that a friend of mine was really pissed off. We went to go see it because Robin Hood Prince of Thieves was also on, Mm -hmm. And she wanted to go see that. And I was like, it was my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get a vote. It's it's my birthday. So get to do what I want to do. So, yeah, I saw it in the cinema and I love we've always been a Disney family. (laughs) So we've had all the Disney classics on video and then straight, you know, to DVD. And we we've been a very fortunate family that we've been able to go to Disneyland and Disney World and do that. And I used to get really excited around Christmas time when the Disney special would come on telly and you'd have little glimpses of Mickey and the Fab Five um, at the parks. And then we'd have a little clip about Walt Disney himself or of him. And then you'd have your little cartoons and whatnot um but I loved Beauty and the Beast I fell in love with it when I first watched it I thought when the beast turned back to his human form he was kind of hot um I thought he was
1: hotter
2: okay. as a beast I don't know what that says about
1: me I, I think I think most people think he's hotter as a beast because okay, there is phew. zero merchandise with him as himself
3: Yeah. oh no you say there that is stuff no. there is
2: I had when I was younger, and I don't know if it was Barbie branded or not, or if it was just like a Disney one, but I had like the, the Barbie style dolls of Beauty and the Beast and you could take the beast's head off yes. and put and, and put Prince, Prince whatever his name is. Adam Prince yes, name. Name. Adam.
1: Well, he's, he he's, here's the thing I noticed when I was watching it. I don't I've not seen it mentioned anywhere, so I don't know if it's common knowledge or maybe I got it wrong. So it says in in the prologue, it says that uh, he's he was cursed. You know, the prince. Uh, this this the old lady comes to the door in the storm, offers him a, a rose, a magic rose, to for to to for shelter a night stay, storm. Yeah, yeah. He says no, go away, and she curses him, and everybody in the castle, mind you. Yep. Because he, was, he doesn't let her in. his
0: selfishness, yep.
1: Yeah, yep. because he's a selfish arsehole, apparently, yep. for not letting a complete stranger in, yep. right? So, she and he's, he's cursed until his 21st year. So, until yes. he's 21. Yes. Later on in the film, one of the one of the crockery...
0: Lumiere totes. sings 10 years. We've he said it's been rusting. 10 years. so the
1: prince was 11
0: this is great debate though (laughs) this this is the biggest debate and the only way you can really answer it is to not and just it's a fairy tale but others have suggested that he was um at an age not 11 they've been frozen in time from let's say he was 19 when it happened and they've been frozen in time staying at the age they're at for those 10 years but interestingly when it went to broadway
2: and 21 and
1: yeah it's, no, i don't that know that, that's, that's why it, that's, but that's also that's... why it
0: doesn't track but the problem yeah. is they made a mistake in the lyrics so when it went to broadway and they redid it for the stage show they corrected it so that you got rid of that timeline because it yeah, didn't make there's
1: just, sense there's a, there's a big messed up timeline throughout the whole film really. what well,
0: it is because it was meant to be the seasons it was meant to be yeah. a year but you couldn't have Maurice lost in the woods
1: for a year. Yeah, that they weren't, yeah, cause it's,
0: because it's, it doesn't it make be, sense. It would be yeah, really
1: like just, he's really sick. And you've got Yafu <laughs> hiding as in the snow for already, he's basically, it feels like he's there for months. Yes. Yeah. And just how he didn't starve to death, I don't know. But yeah, yeah it kind of, I mean, And the fact
0: that, you know, none of the townspeople know about this castle or this prince. That
1: was going to be another point. What kind of a prince is he? and How big is this castle when nobody knows?
0: Well, because this is 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 also probably when this is set, it's probably set long after the revolutions in France. So this is probably long after they've got rid of
1: you know the royal family yeah so he he, so and where's his parents i guess they are the chop
2: i think you're thinking about this this is the problem (laughs) it's it's the same problem
0: as putting the stockholm syndrome onto this film if you overthink it you just have to take it as a fairy tale and these are the sort of things that happen in a fairy tale yeah you know
1: there is i mean one of the things i thought i mean to be honest i thought they could have they could have fixed that or at least fix the timeline thing, because in the original story, the dad steals a rose out of the garden and that's he's kind of and that's why the beast kind of takes him prisoner. It's a bit excessive, but it's it's fairytale logic. It's mm-hmm. it's still a crime. He stole the rose. Um, now, if he tried to steal the rose, the magical rose, that's a much bigger crime that's worthy of the beast being extremely pissed off about. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why, if they, they could have done that? Because as it, it, it is, he basically, he's a man in distress. He comes to the, to the castle, you know, find, yeah. I can't remember if the door's open or if somebody opens the door for him. He goes in. He's also, welcomed by the crockery people.
0: Lumiere and, then, and Cogsworth. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then, the, and then the, you know, the beast kicks off, Yeah, which seems a bit just unfair and puts the beast in a bad light as much as anything else.
2: Well um, to be fair he's almost about to die Because no one's fallen in love with his monstrous bizarre. Yeah. Well that's so the thing he's, but He hasn't, he's he hasn't gone anywhere and done anything so And strange.
0: you have to remember that he's a very selfish And and angry and just like Oh, oh woe well, is me I got turned into a beast because you know, I wouldn't give Some old biddy a room
1: for the night and, yeah, oh. but, he but it's his own stupid <laughs> thought <laughs> He's not His own stupid thought stranger. stranger danger <laughs> you know He's not well, you say like he's he, you house.
0: say he's eleven, but then you look at the stained glass painting, and he's obviously an adult. So,
1: well, yeah, well, but I think I should, well, that's. I mean, I'm just going to put that down to, to artistic flattery on behalf of the person who did the portrait, because <laughs> otherwise, it's completely fucked up. The continuity just gets even more and more fucked up. But, um, I th- but I, I think, think what, what they should have done, or what might have worked, is if they because the, the whole thing about um, Bell agreeing to stay forever. Mm-hmm. Which seems like a pretty huge commitment. Yeah, I know. I know she wants to get her dad out of there and all that kind of stuff. But you think, no, fuck you. I'm just going to go and get the constabulary, and mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, we're sort this shit out. But um, but if she'd have said, if he'd have bargained with her and said, w- you stay until my 21st birthday, which is evidently only a couple of months away, mm-hmm. that that would that would stand up more. That would make more logic. If they put like a OK, it's it's six months or three months or nine months or whatever it is until until that point, until that birthday, that deadline. And then you're free, whatever. If you decide to stay, you stay. If you don't, you don't. But that's it. That I could I could I could get my head around a bit more.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but um, but my other issue with it. In, in that in the whole timeline plot, middle bit is I didn't feel like there was a ticking clock. We didn't really get any idea of how much time is left because I thought they could they could have made much more hay out of the B situation in that he is coming to the end of this situation he's in. So he's we could there could be more sympathy for him there because he's in a bad situation. He knows he's only got so much time left. Mm-hmm. They introduced the ticking clock of the rose early on. Mm -hmm. And I count it. You don't see that again until the end. You see it at the start and then you see it at the end. There's no there's no they don't cut back to it to show you the petals falling off or, you know, and so you get no sense of time getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, It's just there. And then it's half an hour later. You see it again and it's all over and done with. I thought they could have they could have helped me along because i realize i'm trying to fix problems that don't exist because it was, it was a <laughs> but, huge hit but and everybody I, <laughs> loves it so this I is purely, so. This i think so but i think purely also, for my own personal satisfaction I think,
0: I think they also had to because yes adults are watching it but it is all in all of family children's films you have to right. simplify the story enough that they can follow and but understand. i think, I think and,
1: kids can appreciate but you, you know, say
0: well situation
1: you'd say that
0: and yet a different Christmas movie, Muppet's Christmas Carol. They removed an entire song because they felt it slowed it down and the kids didn't understand it. They removed Belle's song because well, they didn't Yeah, I mean
1: they removed the song out this one Well they
0: removed it. a song out of this because it was about nine minutes long and it wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah. <really laughs> and, it, and it also
1: fucked up their timeline again. It messed that up one their, did say Here's yeah. The, he's, here's the seasons changing, and oh exactly. shit, Belle's dad's still in the woods.
0: It was messing up everything, but they then reinstated yeah. it to the Broadway show because yeah, so they had was... to add
1: more songs that, to so extend that. The, yeah. So I watched the, the like the special edition which put that song back in. Yeah. We uh, we human again or something? Human called? again. They yeah. put them back in. Completely forgettable song. I don't know what happened in that one. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't think it is a particularly good song and i so don't I,
1: miss the fact it's not in the film it, yeah i don't yeah i don't, yeah, i went okay and it also where they've put it back in it does also make a point or emphasize the fact that you don't see bell and the beast for a mm. good chunk there yeah because you go from i think it's like a a, a song with the the you know lumiere lumiere and cognet it, yeah so, it's for all of them and the then you go song. to that one and then you go to another one and it's basically yeah. bell and the beast are off screen for a, like it feels mm-hmm. like Half an hour, but it's only going to be like about ten minutes, i'm sure yeah, but it's but they they completely disappeared, so on the other hand i was I was into the story there just wasn't enough of it for me, mm-hmm.
2: and, so you know what I was saying earlier that I sort of love it and I hate it yeah
3: the
2: the story is mainly why I hate it and mm. uh and it's it's always bothered me even when I was a kid because and and it's nothing to do with like i hadn't noticed the line about the i mean I knew the line in the song, ten years' we've been rusting, but like I'd never twigged in my head that that made him 11. Like I wasn't thinking yeah. about it that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the Stockholm syndrome stuff didn't bother me that much when I was a kid, but I just always found like, I got annoyed because the, the the message of this film, the moral as it were, that all the fairy stories have is that, you know, beauty is sometimes on the inside yeah. and maybe you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because, you know, Bell's, uh, you know, uh, I mean Gaston's like ostensibly supposed to be like, you know, gorgeous he's and all the women and the all over him. Yeah. But he's a cock end. And the yeah. beast looks like a giant hairy nightmare, but he's like a teddy bear, really. And like, yeah, okay, that's a lovely message. But the start of the film is like a craggly old woman rocking up to the prince's castle Mm. and being like I'll give you a rose if you let me stay here tonight and exactly like Lee my immediate thought was I'm not kicking you out because you're ugly I'm I'm telling you to stay out of my house because I don't want strangers in here and I'm 11 (laughs) or like I'm a tiny princy boy like I don't need uh so like automatically I got annoyed with it because I was like well that's really not very fair because he's done what all children are taught to do which is not invite people into yeah, your people in. unless I mean, you let's know the
1: real villain in the movie is that old lady
0: but it's <laughs> it's so funny that you both see it that way because i never saw it that way when i watched mm. it because it i never but because i never saw the prince as a child because he wasn't a child mm. and because i never saw it as i don't want you in my house because you're a stranger a strange danger i saw it as he was a selfish man and this was a person in need who needed shelter and was an old person mm. and he lives in a palace but
2: that's also, how. That, that's how fairy old you,
1: ladies are generally evil. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: and they, I mean, that's that's how people scam people, isn't it, by appearing to be something they're not, and then coming yeah. in your house and nicking all your silverware. Yeah, I like, that's, it, Yeah, that Fuck might off. be like what in what the kind of scam, isn't yeah.
0: sure. In most real worlds and Dungeons <laughs> but in a fairy tale,
1: generally. <sighs> I,
2: suppose. I suppose I was just no, I cause, like, cause fact, I was it's quite, even more so yeah I think it's just because I was quite young the first because like obviously I didn't see it when it came out because I would have only been like what six so I probably would have caught it when it came out on VHS like a year or so later Mm. um and so like when I was seeing it it was I was very much in that sort of like you know where they're drumming into you because you've just started going to like you know primary school and you feel like you're the king of the world Mm -hmm. and they're just drumming into you like don't go with anybody who isn't your mommy or daddy you know <laughs> or you yeah. know stay with a friend don't take sweeties from that weird looking man with the funny hair like so I was very much immediately like well I wouldn't let an old lady much does that make me an asshole? <laughs> so, um it is. but
1: like I say this is what I mean it's it's fairy tale logic it, they're not they're not mm. they weren't designed for analysis they're there to teach kids quick lessons basically.
0: they're just there, they're just there to teach um morals yeah and morality like, don't, lessons. don't
1: be mean and yeah. don't judge by appearances don't be oh, awesome. I, but i thought like like i was saying about the 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 tv series of, of beauty and the beast they kind of fixed that by by not having the beast take um bell or you know beauty i can't remember what she was called in that hostage she kind of became you know they took her in because she was injured and she sort of stayed there while she recuperated and stuff mm. like that 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 works that's 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 solved that problem that kind of fixed that
2: yeah that does help a bit because i thought it was odd in this film and i, I hadn't noticed it when i was a kid because i was probably too caught up in the gorgeous animation and the cute anthropomorphic things yeah. and all the songs uh but like i noticed it now watching it again as an adult that they really uh waft back and forth between whether she's a prisoner or not because they obviously don't want you to think that she is because then it's really fucking weird that she's falling in love with it so they keep saying like you know you're you're a free woman you're not a prisoner here but then he also often calls her his prisoner like the bit when Mm. he shows her the magic mirror thing where he's like you can have a look at your dad from afar if you want Mm. um like he says like after she sees him and he's sick and he's like, oh, just fucking go to him because this is breaking my stupid twenty-one-year-old heart. Um, like he even says then, like, yes, you're not a prisoner here anymore, and I'm like, well, but you've just been spending ages trying to convince me that she's not a prisoner anyway because you want me to be okay about them falling in love with each other. <laughs> um, and like, to be honest, like. The love story part of it is just so unimportant to me as a, yeah. <laughs> as a child I mean, and now as an it's, adult. Because yeah, it it's doesn't barely, make any, it's barely, doesn't it's, make
1: any it's, sense. No, it's, it's very kind of, they do because they have to. Because they have to. The story you, yeah,
2: because you have to. That's, that's how he gets the curse. I, I, like that's I think that's me.
1: kind of grown up. That's a grown up part of the story where yeah. you've got, you know, essentially a victim and a captor that's a, that's a very messy romance. Yeah. But it's, it's very. Ki- if, you, if you put any kind of thought into it at all.
2: Yeah, it's very so funny can't. to me that the thing that he does that basically wins her over is gives her a load of books.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, to be fair... <laughs> it would win me over, mate. I, might, yeah, I was going to say,
0: know, a, li- a that's library,
2: library like that would win yeah. yeah. me if,
1: right if, over. If half of that library was comics, I'm in.
2: The reason oh. that I like, love this film still, though, even though I don't think I really care about like the plot at all, because like you say, it doesn't stand up to any scrutiny because it's based on a fairy story, yeah. and it's just like the, the stories don't judge a book by its cover so like the actual plot doesn't even really matter <laughs> but like, See, you
1: know they, they so could have pushed that analogy because she's into books she's so into so books they, they really could have pushed Push
2: that well and i think they did really (laughs) that was one of the things i was going to bring up because i found this so funny um and i did i didn't really notice it as a kid but it really struck me when i watched it this time is that that opening song which i think and it upsets me that you don't remember it lee i think is one of the best songs bell um where it's got like all the bonjours and they're doing all the Mm. bits and bobs around the the village i love that song i've always loved that song but it's only just twigged with me that that song is essentially bell saying i'm too good for this town and i wish i didn't live here yeah. and all the villagers going right she's fit but she's fucking odd ain't she <laughs> like, that whole she's a massive, she's a massive I,
0: weirdo nod and, and then she foretells her own
2: story but like the funny thing about the song as well is that the only reason they seem to think she's weird is because i oh, bloody hell sure he's got her head in a book and i thought well that was me when i was fuck off yeah i
1: love a, a, a good feminist she's, she's a feminist and basically in intelligent and then that i wasn't expecting
2: say again was sorry
1: that? i said there was, there's a lot of cleavage
2: oh yeah well it's french isn't at it?
1: the start <laughs> those
2: three ladies that are always falling over gaston <laughs>
1: bimbets,
0: bimbets. Yeah, in the in the, to- in the credits but i think that's because you have to remember this was 91 so you just come out yeah. of the 80s so it wasn't so much of a thing it's like you're yeah, rabbit I, in 88 yeah so I mean, we were lucky they it, weren't just topless to be it's honest. not you know it's still disney so they can't do every yeah. you know but it's not until now where they're sort of covering up more or putting them in more practical clothing or, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. But they're thinking French bimbos, cleavage, I because mean, be fair, French yeah, Renaissance French. type. I think that you just know,
1: forgives it all. Doesn't it? Well, they're French. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> they, wore, they wore clothing oh, like this. Oh, oh, I'm sure French. they
0: did, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, then, um, sorry, go on. I was going to say, because, you know, Belle, we have the song, she takes jack and the, she read jack and the beanstalk that's what she took back and then she takes the new book which i'm guessing is possibly maybe cinderella something like that something like cinderella mm-hmm. but really what she has done is foretold her own story that she won't she won't discover that it's him till chapter three she's mm-hmm. basically just told the story of beauty and the beast right mm-hmm. there and then it's very clever in some regards of what it does do and what it does say. I,
1: I, to, to be honest i, I mean you, you know it's well established about my issues with musicals generally. <laughs> but so
3: that's, yeah, the but first I...
1: song of any musical is hard work for me because right. this is me going, oh, this is a fucking musical, <laughs> and just getting through that first song, right? So if you can, if they can make the first song as quick and as catchy as possible, great. Because once I'm through that, I'm okay. But I, I generally don't like the first song of. <sighs> Any music? But like That's, I'm a big fan I mean, of Frozen. I love Frozen. That first song Frozen. with the guys in the ice. See, I off. love
0: Frozen and Frozen too. And I think if you didn't have Beauty and the Beast, you wouldn't have Frozen or anything. Oh, after I mean, this because yeah. I mean,
1: if it wasn't for Beauty and the Beast, we'd be struggling, you, you know, because it, it, it consolidated the, you know, or, Disney's position. Well,
0: or even Little Mermaid, because you have to remember, yeah. Mermaid started the Renaissance, followed by Rescues Down Under,
1: which. Didn't really I do didn't, as well, yeah. I think, yeah, cause I, it was kind of like, yeah, until Beauty and the Beast came like, along, um, yeah, Little Mammoth was a fluke essentially.
0: It did, ex- but the, you know, the health so it would was
1: have... it kind of like, although oh, that, that's where it started, their comeback started, like you say, Rescue was down under they came, and that didn't, it that didn't, it was, do that was well. pretty much a leftover from the previous.
0: It didn't do great. And, and had, I, like,
1: I love the rescue. It was okay. So, you know, the rescue. It wasn't. It didn't set the world alight. No, so it was...
0: because it it wasn't as good as its forebear. It wasn't as good yeah, as its. Yeah, so it's original. only
1: when Beauty and the Beast came and said, "Oh no, we can do this more than once. We could do it." Which this had
0: again. the fraction of a budget to work with that yeah. Rescuers had and others, but of course, its its big um, thing it had going for it was that Disney knew they wanted to bring in Broadway producers. Yeah, and yeah. so when you had. You know, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken writing the music because what they were doing with the music was writing songs that f- pushed the story forward rather than previous Disney musicals where they just put a song in and they didn't necessarily do anything for the story. <laughs> Not really until you got to this moment in time mm. where you had proper musical writers, book writers pushing it forward. So you had Bell and The the opening song told you everything you needed to know about Belle, the town that she lived in and the life that she led and had. And it told you everything within it. And it told you exactly what the people she lived with. like. And I agree with Stace. It's when you watch it again now, you realise that she's thinking, God, this place is shit.
2: (laughs) There goes the baker. He's a fucking moron.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because in the commentary, they're going about, oh, this is a really important song because it tells you everything about everybody, literally everybody in the town. And it tells you that they don't like her very much and she's an outsider. And Except on,
2: Gaston, and so. who's going to tell. Oh, 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 yeah. Can, can we talk about Gaston?
1: Can we talk about <laughs> Gaston? Right. I will, I will say, look, I've, I've been quite critical about certain aspects, but one thing I thought was brilliant was Gaston because he's odious mm. and mm. he is a proper Disgusting. contemporary villain. Mm. He, he, he looks like something that's been written now and sent back through time because he is so relevant. Mm. Uh, he, he, but he is, I mean, he's just so he kind of rapey. He it's absolutely like, is. Cow. And,
0: I, and I do agree. But at the time when this is written, and and even now in some ways, he is drawn just like Hans is in Frozen. He is yeah. drawn and shown to be what you would class as the hero. He's the handsome hero who is yeah. meant to be who Belle is meant to be with. But then it turns out that actually he's the villain.
1: Yeah, now, the way he's dealt with was terrific. I thought yeah. the way he was he was scripted was brilliant, just spot on. In that he starts yeah. off as kind of like a bit of a goof, kind of. A, I think I think the red flags go up quicker now than they would have at the time. Mm. I think at the now you now you watch that and you go straight away. He's a, he's a badden. Whereas yeah. I think possibly at the time he was seen a bit more as a bit lovable and charming
0: and a goof, and, like you say, and, an and kind idiot. of
1: goofy and a bit presumptuous. Yeah. But there's the bit where he basically sets up the wedding before he's even proposed, and like any yeah, arms sitting there going, Whoa! Yeah, whoa!
0: Yeah, easy. And even to his death, you just at, at the time you didn't expect a character like that to be killed off, you just expect them to be
1: like, No, I'm not with you, mate. Jog on,
2: yeah. and he yeah. just yeah. goes on, yeah, off and, and, but... yeah, and he'd be like getting married
1: into you know, a proper villain, a really huge, nasty villain. massive,
0: nasty villain. Yeah, and, who... and you
1: and I did find myself kind of shouting at the screen. Give <laughs> that mirror back! How dare you? And like, what's what's your motivation? He just suddenly decides, like, he completely forgets the whole romancing Bell bit when he finds out he there's a monster he can kill. Oh, right. And he and, goes, "All oh, right." But it's yeah,
2: that, that whole
0: if if I can't have her, no one can?
2: He completely. Oh, com- that's. Mix, mosque and cruel that does it,
0: that. it, it does doesn't it
2: that whole Ugh. yeah that whole
0: mentality and and the yeah. best way to solve that is to is to rile up the town oh well, that's to exactly say, what i
3: mean you know that he's
1: just completely punched down and just pick a you know create a monster for them to go and, sla- and i it mean helps it's diluted like a little one. bit because they they you know the beast took a prisoner and It's not entirely great they could like i think they could have sharpened up the the contrast and the and the mirror image so, you know, so if if the if the Beast, oh, I wish I'd give him a name, if the Beast had been a bit more um, nuanced and a bit more sympathetic at the start, and they ju- they just massaged that kind of motivation a little bit more, um, because he's, you know, you, you want him to be a bit more misunderstood. You want to be able to look back and go, oh, clearly he had very simple motivations for why he did this, this and this. But you can't. He can't get past the fact that he just took a dad prisoner for no real reason at mm. all, yes, he trespassed but he's just
0: trespassing, they took it very well, seriously, you know <laughs> yeah.
2: You, and you know, came, if, you, and if you don't he, want somebody trespassing, right, lock your castle door. And yeah. then after the first time it happens, and you have to put a man in your dungeon, like lock it again. Don't let a woman in now, <laughs> random, because like Bell just walks in. They've got no qualms about just wandering into strangers' houses. No. Like,
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, and I thought I thought what well, I don't know if it was deliberate or coincidence or or whatever, but he's basically making the same mistake twice. If his cr- original crime. Was not letting a stranger in. He then, then the second time he does it again. You know, the stranger comes in and he treats them like a prisoner. He takes a prisoner. Mm. So it's like a, you, you know, you need to learn something. You know, you, you you know, he has to. But it's you know, I get it. You know, you can't analyze it too much. But I I, I think it would have worked better for me but if they don't. kind of figured you know, massaged that a bit better and made it a bit more um, clear cut that you know, because kind of, because the, the message is. Here's Gaston, who looks like a hero, and he's horrible. And here's the Beast, who looks like a monster, but he's he's lovely. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they could have kind of made that a bit, you know, worked on that a bit more.
0: And in in um, a way, they did because they did it with the Hunchback of Notre Dame
1: just yeah, over a I mean, year they, later. Yeah, which is the, I've not I've seen. Not seen see, no, you should
0: no. see that one; it's
1: amazing. I, I've not seen any. We've said, had this conversation before, but I've not seen any version of the hunchback story at all and it's kind of on my list of this feels like a big hole in my i've not seen the silent version i've not seen the charles Lawton version i've not seen any version of the hunchback of notre dame i don't actually know what the story is
0: it's quite it's it's really quite simple yeah he's a disfigured hunchback man who lives in notre dame who falls in love with a beautiful woman who saves her they die that's kind of the end of it but not in the disney version (laughs)
1: Uh, not in the Disney version. But yeah, so, I, will... I mean, it's like I mean, yeah, I mean that this this whole kind of thing, the, the Beauty and the Beast kind of trope, go, you know, didn't start with the original fairy tale of Beauty and the Beast. It had been around in various other forms. It was like a, it was old even then in the 1700s mm. as as a folk tale, and just got this was when it just got written down and kind of refined. But like, the, but there's 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 a whole bunch of others. There's Greek myths and and stuff like that, and Roman stories and. And um, so it's it, it is a really old
0: It literally is a tale as old as time. Hence yeah. the tag
2: oh, of the song can i can i talk about taylor's oldest time just for i'd a love little, to just talk about the music yeah so yeah so
1: please I, let's d- talk about some songs
2: i generally love all of the songs in this film except taylor's oldest time i didn't like it when i was a kid because i thought it was boring and as an adult somebody pointed out to me that you could swap all of the lyrics in this song for the words taylor's oldest time and it would still fit because every line is five syllables and i can't stop laughing at that now every time it comes on and so when every time i watch this movie now i just sing taylor's oldest time taylor's oldest time taylor's oldest time taylor's i just drive everybody insane um so like it really bothers me that this was the song that everybody was like up the arsehole of because I think uh something there is brilliant I think Gaston is brilliant I think um Be Our Guest is brilliant Belle is great for a setup song like I don't think it's like blowing anybody's socks off as a standalone tune but as a setup of this is Belle this is the town you know this is Gaston he's a prick. Uh, <laughs> like that it's perfect um but Taylor's oldest old as time bores me so goddamn much and watching this film again because it, it's I will I will admit I haven't seen this film since I was about well it would have been the last time I, like when I was living with my nan and granddad and like I left there when I was like 23 so it's been <laughs> it's been at least like 15 years um watching it now as an adult I had completely forgotten about how disney went through that phase where they would get like pop singers to redo the song for the credits yeah, version yeah, an and i've never heard a song sound even more shit than the beauty and the beast version in this one because for some reason and i think it was because it was the early 90s i don't know who it is that sings it i wasn't paying attention but they very much um they give it the what i call the Christina aguilera it's celine <laughs> dion John. it's celine dion before yeah
0: no it's something Dion before it She's, doesn't sound like
2: her at all
0: it's it's because she hadn't exploded by that time no she, this is she'd totally been like the one
2: she'd been, she'd been heard could...
0: in French Canadian um yeah. because um Geffen had heard of her and put Ashman and that onto her so they got her in and Puebo Pebo, something rather uh superb singer but I don't like the pop version I yeah ad- the best, version, the best version of this song is Angela Lansbury's version. Yeah. Now, the thing is, this song, when originally done, it was sent to Dame Angela as
1: and more of a... she didn't want to do it, did she? Well,
0: she did and she didn't. Yeah. She listened to it and it was a more of a pop version. It was more yeah. poppy. And that's not the way in which Angela singed or sang, I should say. She's passed. It's It wasn't her style. So... She said she would listen to it. And then she said, would it be all right if I did my version, how I think it should be done and send it back to you? And that's the version they went with. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Well, like, I I do think, like she's she's wonderful in it and it is a nice enough song I just think it's it's boring for a pivotal moment but that that end credits version I was pissing myself laughing when I was watching this the other day because I was like it doesn't need all these vocal bells and whistles that you guys are giving it like at all it's it's going all over the map and I'm like what is like the the simple sort of delivery of Angela Lansbury is perfect for what that song is (laughs) it doesn't need all that
0: the thing is if you listen to the musical cues of of Belle and um there's something what was it something there? Yeah um, yeah something that if you listen to the musical cues of that, they are Beauty and the Beast, Taylor's oldest time. They lead directly into this because he's used similar chord progressions throughout and it leads straight into Beauty and the Beast as Taylor's oldest time. So you're always actually hearing this song, just not necessarily realizing it until those pieces are brought together. And you hear the title song. I mean, it is my favourite song, but I only like listening to it if Angela Lansbury is singing it. Because even yeah. Emma Thompson sang it uh, for the live and um, live action version, which I can't actually stand. Um, I've
2: not seen that. and I've got no inclination to.
0: <laughs> no. no, it was extremely successful, but I'm not a fan. Even when Audra McDonald, who've, who voiced the wardrobe, she's a huge Broadway Tony Award winning fabulous actress yeah. and it's a lovely version but Angela Andre because of the way she sings it and performs it it's the best version of the song
3: yeah.
0: um but i just i can't help it i just love it i think it's a brilliant number but also added into that the groundbreaking cgi they did that they'd never mm. done in animation before which was mm. the panning shot down from the chandelier
2: and it still looks really nice and it, it still does. looks great yeah, yeah. and it's because it, and... it,
1: it doesn't look. You have to you know, you, particularly in the early days, you'd have the the, the the CGI and the hand animated stuff, and they 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 clearly look like two separate things. Yeah. But yeah. this, I mean, I think there's one in was it Basil the Great Mouse Detective, was oh, the no, movie no, no. before it, and there's, there's, there's all these cogs and yeah. stuff. The same and that clearly looks like oh, that's the CGI thing, yeah. and here's some drawn cartoon mice jumping over it, and they don't quite integrate but this it really i have to put my you know put my hands up and go oh, yeah, no, that indeed. was that was a lovely lovely scene it's, it's, and i say i've got no fault with the animation at all i think the animation's fantastic
0: it's superb and, and to watch beauty and the beast and then when you watch aladdin and what they took next in the steps of cgi with hand animation with the carpet ride which you, you'd have to watch it to know but mm-hmm. um again was astounding and then moving again forward you went to the lion king with the stampede and simba as a cub oh. running away from the stampede the things that the move the move forward in animation with cgi although i don't necessarily always like it because now it seems too perfect like you look at elsa and anna and it just looks too clean and i still love those films and i still love the animation because i think it's terrific and we'll never go back to hand drawn not yeah. to that
1: well that i mean unfortunately you kind of you're seeing the beginning and the end you do They've when the done... CGI is starting to just starting to creep in you don't realize it but that you know that's kind of yeah the beginning of the end of, of hand-drawn yeah. animation because it doesn't exist anymore it's all even hand-drawn in cars it's still drawn yeah. in a computer it's all it's all it's all drawn know, it's on tablets draw. and yeah, yeah it's all on tablets and yeah. so on which is why i always find like making of documentaries dull yeah. now
3: yeah because it's yeah. like
1: it's just not the same seeing somebody drawing on cells and flipping between the different you know you can see what say... you, you can see the the, the the animators with like five different sheets between each finger and flipping backwards and forwards and drawing out that's that's magical and, that, and then and you that's... see somebody on a your tablet and you watch your tablet and respect to all animators everywhere because i've got friends who you know computer animators and stuff like that you know it's an absolute skill and it's an art and all that but it's just not. It's not the same to, as to watching. Watch. An
0: ar- yeah, it's not as interesting as watching an artist flip between five yeah. or six pages of the beast and seeing the movement and emotion just by those simple flicks of pages. And that's just yeah. pencil sketches before it yeah. even goes through to being a cell and
1: painting there's, there's, Yeah. On the DVD or the one I've got anyway, you could actually view it as because it was it was premiered unfinished. It was at, at some fil- New York, New York Film, Film, Film Festival. Festival. Or like yeah. That. New York so then, which was very uh, possibly unique i don't know if that's been ever done again it was I a I
0: hu- i don't think it's been done and at the time it was a massive risk of course it yeah was, it was Bec- they were oh, very was...
1: nervous to do it because but they you're... include that version the unfinished version which is just all pencil lines It's all pencil outlines pretty much there's the odd a lot yeah a bit there was... of color in there S-
0: some of it was sort of complete painted a lot of it as you say yeah. was just pencil and sketch the but only it's... time they really do it now but it's behind closed doors. Is at animation studios in at Disney studios,
1: mm.
0: and they show it to other
1: directors and other, yeah. you
0: know, animation studios yeah, in directors. process, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't Which do you, it I like. I mean, that's it's...
1: always been part of the production process and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly, but it's yeah. rare to see that that sort of stuff. But it, but uh, what we're was saying was you, you you can watch that on the DVD, yeah. and although it's hard, it's hard to watch it in that form. It's difficult to, you know, get into it and immerse into it. But you can see the ma- the magic on the screen of animation, mm. to, and you, and you you are just confronted with the fact that this is just pencil lines on paper. Yeah. Because you 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 don't realize it, but you you're watching when you watch an animated film, they're alive. These characters are alive to you. You don't think mm. of them as drawings. Mm. You just watch them as characters. They look different because they're not real people. In the same yeah. way, you don't think about the yeah. fact that. When you're watching a live action film, you're just watching celluloid flicker on the screen. You just assume, you're just, you just feel like you're looking through into another world.
3: Yeah. But it's, it, but, it,
1: sorry, go on. Sorry, come on. I'll just, I was just saying, I was saying, but when you're confronted with that, you just see the, the, the magic's there right in front of your eyes and the yeah. skill uh, and talent involved and the hard work and craft involved in just putting these things together.
0: And it was a massive bad. payoff because even with that yeah. rough cut, which is what it was, just a massive rough cut of the film. It was hugely successful and it really got the ball rolling. At the New York Film Festival, they were apparently giving standing O's for musical numbers as if they were watching a Broadway show because when Disney released the film and it came out, it was in the, I think in the papers, whether it was in Hollywood or New York, saying that it's the best show on Broadway and it's not on Broadway, it's in the cinema Mm -hmm. So it's not a real surprise that *Beauty and the Beast* became Disney's first Broadway production yeah. to transfer from screen to same, stage.
1: The same writer, I think, wasn't that Linda Wolverton, wrote the wrote the book for the, for the stage the book, version as well. And then
0: Alan Menken it, expanded the music because sadly Howard Ashman died of yeah, AIDS. He, complicated.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he died like a few months before the film premiered. He
0: died six months before it premiered. Yeah. So they, they did a special little screen in New York for the press. It wasn't the film. They did that at New York Film Festival a little later, but they did a little screening for the, the press. And it went really, really well. And they Howard was already in hospital this time, dying. And they rushed to the hospital to tell him all about it. And he'd lost so much weight. But he was wearing his Beauty and the Beast jumper and... Um, they're just so excited and everything. But he knew that he was dying when he was making the film
3: because
0: mm. um, he'd done Little Mermaid and that with uh, Alan Mencken, And then they started Beauty and the Beast. And um, it was a secret until he began to I think it said in the documentary that he let Alan Menkin know. And Alan Menken has spoken about it and he said it was obviously very t- terribly hard, especially obviously for Howard the most, yeah. but for those around him because they didn't know and, and yeah, when they, were, you, they were
1: saying they thought it was funny because it was supposed to be set up in london that the, the studio the animation was, was be set in london and they for the reasons they didn't know or most yeah. of the cast didn't know or most of the crew didn't know they moved it to they uh, went to, to new york do you know you know yeah
0: they went you, to a, like a hotel in new york and did stuff yeah. in conference rooms so he didn't have to travel worse and, as he got That's sicker right, yeah. but um yeah he just uh uh, Alan Menken said that there would be times when he'd get so frustrated and he would just explode in anger. And he said it's because he knew he didn't have the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. his
0: time was running out, and sadly he didn't get to see the finished product. But he worked closely with all of the singers. Um,
1: and yeah, there's some interesting stories in the documentary about how he would he you know he could he couldn't really vocalize terribly well. He only had a whisper, but he was still yeah. able to communicate what he wanted and to suggest yeah. stuff and yeah. ways of doing um, things and stuff like that, which must've been super hard.
0: Yeah. Cause there's, there's a moment. um Anna Menken, I think Pedro O'Hara has mentioned it as well, but Anna Menken has done a few times where um, I think it was in the song bell. And it's a moment where she said it's a quiet village and it, it wasn't quite, I think it's that section and it wasn't quite working. Mm. And then the note he gave in a whisper, go back to her was just the word Streisand
1: that was it yeah yeah
0: and to know how Streisand sings you you got it it was like the pause and then go into it oh no it wasn't it was in um something there new and a bit alarming that was it
1: that's yeah that's the one
0: Um, and there's that slight pause that she puts in it so she sings new and a bit alarming and it's the way she goes over the alarming and it's it's in a style like Streisand um it's just it is terribly sad and I I think I agree with Alan Menken when he says you can you can feel it in the music, in the songs of it was sort of, you know, it was um, foreshadowed or known by Howard himself that this was his last piece. And I think he poured that into mm. so much. I mean, I don't think Alan Menken gets enough credit for the, his score writing because his scores for this and Hunchback and Notre Dame, because uh, he's done so many disney but um hunchback when i list it's funny until watching it the other night um that opening prologue score for beauty and the beast oh it's gorgeous i love it oh that that had me on
1: board completely that first shot uh, through the woods and yeah uh, it reminded me of that that completely had me on board
0: took me back to snow white and you know and the the multi-plane camera they used to use and
1: bambi is the one it reminded me of
0: yeah but i was listening to that opening prologue that score and i thought wow i can hear frozen in that mm. and it's like you, you then it starts to click with you again if you didn't have this film you wouldn't have frozen or encanto or any of the others
1: yeah um, or oh, yeah, you know things thought, like you know, like i say from from this film lessons were learned and taken exactly forward. yeah um, and, and
0: moved on. It,
1: like i say with this and little mermaid it was kind of where disney became that we what we know it is now it became a different kind of
3: yeah.
1: A different yeah. animal at that point, you know, and it kind of, you know, sprouted it and became I because, mean, you know, you can't forget what Disney was going through for, through the 80s. It really wasn't that well It respected. wasn't doing
0: well at all. It was it had really fallen through the cracks. I mean, yeah. things like the Black Cauldron, Pete's Dragon, all of that, they they crashed. They didn't do well at all. No,
1: no. And Disney it become a bit of a joke and yeah. a bit of a non and then you had, at that point i would it just didn't nobody was that fussed about it you know you would no. watch your the, the the disney specials on the telly on the bank holidays and that was that was about it you watch the little clips and you'd kind of move on it wasn't it didn't feel like a particularly big going concern
0: no and then you at had the time you had don bluth who was a din- disney animator yeah he'd left to create his own company and he created his own films like I think like Thumbelina and all that kind of I think that's yeah, his
1: uh, figure of name and and, but, and, and he
0: stuff. completely blew Disney out of the water mm-hmm. and then Spielberg tried to do the same and he came along with A Land Before Time but that got actually trounced by Disney
1: <laughs> well, well I, say, I mean you know animation generally wasn't in a great state western animation particularly wasn't in a great state yeah there wasn't that much the certainly wasn't any kind of adult animation, you know. That that became off the you know the wave of manga that came about the same time. So the early nineties was a really great time to be a fan of animation because you were getting it from all sides, mm. you know. You had the you know the Batman animated series on TV, which created a whole other generation of, of of TV cartoons, a whole you know different layer of quality. But it's but it's it's interesting that there seemed to be something in the water at that point. In the early '90s, that, that said, oh, it's time for animation to make a comeback.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it had to do with um, the those that took over Disney because mm-hmm. uh, Roy Disney sort of took over the, who was Walt Disney's nephew, yeah. took over animation, and you had um, or oh, Jeffrey Katzenberg came in, and mm-hmm. animation department became his problem, although he became somewhat problematic in that he would take the praise and the glory of all the hard work of the animators and it wasn't Mm. appreciated by people like roy disney or the animators or even
1: yeah he he had a bit he's got a bit of a reputation
0: yeah um and even those that were in charge of disney at the time which was what michael eisner and frank wells Mm. um so it, it was a it was a problem and it kind of I think it felt like as the end of the renaissance came to a stop so did it feels like their tenure as well mm. um but it, it had already got disney back on you know I thought,
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean they, they had the hits, hits and misses but it, but it has you know they're, they're basically they're, they've never dropped down to how they were no yeah you know, no. in the in the in late 70s and 80s where they became you know just i mean if i mean it seems weird now. With the whole Marvel and, and Star Wars and everything else and mm. Fox and everything else. But they, they you know, they could have disappeared. They you know, it was getting to that point where they were
0: they were it coming wasn't to, looking good. It's the same when before they did Snow White. I mean Walt Disney nearly bankrupted the entire company mm. just to make Snow White and then Snow White saved the company. Yeah. And so it seems to have this history of you're nearly bottoming yourself out and then something mm. happens and it brings it, you know, right back again, which is obviously the business of show business yeah it's it's an interesting part of disney's history the company's mm. history to look at especially in animation um it's peaks and troughs because mm. there, as you said there are some other animated movies that are terrific that didn't do well i mean emperor's new groove is a hilariously a, brilliant a film brilliant
1: movie and it didn't I adore at all.
0: I adore it i do it didn't do well. it's not a, it's not really a musical at all it's got some tom jones numbers in it here yeah. and there Lilo and Stitch is a massive hit. Oh, that's a terrific
1: movie.
3: You
0: know, uh, but when it comes
1: to... I'll say I I stayed away from Disney for years and years and years, and it was only a few years ago I made a conscious effort to go back and watch, you know, a whole bunch. Like, I'd never, you know, I'd seen Lion King and wasn't too fussed. I'd seen, I'm I'm, I'm not sure, if I've seen Little Mermaid, I've forgotten all about it. Uh, I'd I'd seen Aladdin and wasn't that fussed. I just wasn't into that disney style at the time like yeah. say, with the with the you know anthropomorphic doohickeys and all that just what didn't do anything for me hmm. uh, but i went i went back and watched a whole bunch um just because i thought well there's a tarzan movie here i've never seen
3: mm-hmm. there's a
1: hercules movie here i've never seen and i'm a big fan of both those kind of characters and those kind of properties i yeah. didn't care for either of those movies <laughs> Hercules is
2: interesting because it's one of those ones where the title character is the least interesting thing about it. Yeah. (laughs) Again,
1: for for both of those, it is the it's the it's the songs that let it down for me. If if it had been, you know, yeah, yeah, I know. I just I'm just not.
2: You're not a, a musicals, musicals
1: guy, and that's that's fine because and it, and it's,
2: you know, so I <laughs> We should not have foisted a musical upon this man. <laughs> well,
1: no, I mean... well, I've got to because I this is this is what this is why I'm doing the podcast basically because I've I've got massive gaps in my film education, and it's yeah. mostly musicals. Yeah. So I, so I I I make a conscious effort to watch kind of you know musicals and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, but you you just have to accept that uh, yeah. It's it's always going to be an uphill struggle for me with a musical, and if if it, if one wins me over, it's got to it's it's got to be a good one. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But it, but I'm it, I'm not, I'm not going to automatically just go along for the ride. Like a, a musical has to work hard for me to to get over that kind of prejudice I have.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I don't even t- know why because when when I do like a musical, I, I love it as much as any other movie. Yeah. You know, it looks like I say, you know, Jungle Book, I adore, um, but it, it's it's um, you know, and uh, Singing in the Rain is a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. as I as I mentioned before. And I keep mean, I think I need to see more musicals because I keep picking on the same two or three <laughs> to go. No, but I like this one. But it's well, but, I
0: gone. No, I was going to say what I what I one thing I find interesting about this when it comes to musicals and little links and homage is when we're doing the reprise of Belle after she's just told Gaston to jog on and kicks him into a muddy pond with a pig, um, that she goes rushing up that grassy green hill. And it's a full on sound of music moment. You Mm. cannot deny that they haven't just completely Mm -hmm. ripped off, if not played massive homage to uh, the sound of music, because of course, Judy Andrews is one of Disney's biggest stars, really. She only Mm. really did one film and they named a, stoun- a sound stage after us. so <laughs> but sorry stace what you saying
2: well i was just like harkening back to lee's point about musicals i find my own experience with musicals quite interesting because i love musicals on stage and animated but i have a hard time buying them with people in supposedly realistic settings so i've always had like a hard time with uh tv shows that suddenly have a musical episode like buffy or yeah, yeah. um uh-huh. the flash or stuff like that because as soon as it's in a relatively realistic setting my brain just turns off it got like i can't suspend my disbelief i'm like why that how does everybody know the moves like why are they what but like going to the theater for a musical or if it's animated so that it's not you know real people mm. i'm absolutely fine with it um but weirdly i, I and this is incredibly strange given how many songs are in this film i've never thought of this as a musical (laughs) um even though like largely it it is songs and they Mm. are (sighs) this is gonna sound like i don't like this film but i I genuinely love this film and i really enjoyed re-watching it the other day but like the songs are the only interesting parts of this <laughs> mm. like all the like sort of like, interstitial plotty bits like i not like i'm just like oh, fuck off do another do another number lads um <laughs> but what i found interesting about watching it the other day as well was that um when i was a kid i was very much a lumiere fan like i thought he was so funny so charming like absolutely adoring uh now as an adult It's all about Cogsworth, because he is a thousand (laughs) percent exactly how I would be in this situation, which is trying not to get on the beast's bad side by trying to do everything he can that the beast is telling him, but getting (laughs) fucked over by everybody else being dickens. The problem
1: I had with Lumiere was all the way through, I was going, he's going to set something on fire in a minute. He's (laughs) hugging people, he's bursting through curtains. I thought... Is this this magic not flame? Set
0: by to the castle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
2: think it, I think it has to be. Yeah, I think um, because there's a bit a bit later as well where he does this weird thing where his flames go out, and then he sort of blows into yeah, his yeah. own. flame. Like, there's, like,
1: there's a bit where he hugs her, I think, a... and like the the flames just go off for no reason, just mm. because if they if they animated him, they'd have to draw flames licking up her arm, or yeah. or or a, or a skirt or something like that. Yeah. But he, he he just made me very nervous.
2: But, but top, <laughs> I genuinely found like hilarious and there were a lot of jokes that he makes that I didn't get when I was a kid so there were two in particular that I wrote down because I thought they were really fucking funny was there's one bit where he says if it's not baroque don't fix it I love that (laughs) line a really great pun and then a bit later he's talking about things that women want and he's saying you know like chocolates flowers promises you don't intend to to (laughs) keep that's so funny um I absolutely adore Cogsworth now. I think he's money, and he's like he's blatantly a man with anxiety, which is very relatable. <laughs> yeah. and and also <laughs> the
0: actor who voiced Cogsworth, David Ogden Steers, also voiced the narrator at the start
1: of the film. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's oh, interesting because I didn't, because I know David Ogden very for me from 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 Mash. He was yes. In MASH. Yeah. So I, I know him and I know his voice, and I didn't recognise him as Cogsworth at all. I recognised him from the. Narration at the start mm. and didn't because I, I who did I think it was? I can't remember. I thought it was it was somebody else in Thailand. Oh, they've got somebody who's done voice work for Disney before or since. And I thought oh they've got him for this because because yeah. he, he uses a high pitched voice where he's very he's known for his deep booming yeah. voice. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And uh, and it was like only when I checked the like the cast list later. And, oh Christ, he that was him. But it's it's yeah. He does does a great job. The thing that made me, again, the thing that bothered me about Cogsworth was there's a a little, uh, there's a tiny little bit, I can't remember who it does now, but somebody opens his door and plays with with his pendulum. It just made me go.
0: You know what you're don't playing with, why? mate? Stop it. Like, yeah, Urgh. Cogsworth didn't That's look a... too
2: happy with it either. Is that an internal <laughs> organ? If you
1: don't mind. So that that bothered me Lee, a lot. Lee, your
2: actually... mind is so like, so I must have the mind of a gutter because mind, my immediate thought was that was his dick.
3: Yeah, that so... was his dick. I think that was
2: his dick. Because <laughs> yeah. no, the hot, face really? that he gives is very much sort of like, oh, he hands off that business, mate. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. He, so you're saying Cogsworth is a guy who's just like a swinging dick. Through the whole movie, just, just
2: a massive, yeah.
3: Hump, massive
1: yeah. yeah. Dick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a porn spinoff? Did they do a Beauty and the porn oh, spin-off? I'm, I'm sure absolutely someone absolutely, to absolutely done
3: has, done, has
0: to have done, doesn't they? Rule thirty-four. But, uh,
1: yeah. Can I just mention a bit of trivia? Good, because cool. I'm going
0: to yeah. do a load of trivia. So let's hit trivia. There's,
1: there's a character in it who's who's only in a little bit, and I thought he was really good. Called uh, Monsieur Ladakh who comes yes. in as kind of oh, as a villain, yeah. then he he does two two scenes and disappears. Yeah, uh, but he's played by a guy called Tony Jay. Yeah, he was a British actor. He was in yeah. hence back and Notre Dame* later, but he was—I know him from the *Beauty and the Beast* TV series, the mm. one we we're talking about, because he played the the main villain in that, uh, yeah. Paracelsus, and yeah. he was fantastic in that. He was a brilliant, and he was a—he was a really well-written villain as well, because they had a rule yeah. that said when he came back, whenever he came back for an episode, one of the regular cast had to die. Oh, Okay. So and they and they stuck to that. So whenever he turned up, you got as a viewer you got very very nervous because okay, yeah. something's going to fucking cock it. to you know, this episode. So but he he was brilliant and I thought he was really terrific. And I... one of the stories for the behind the scenes was mm. they auditioned him and a bunch of other people for that role. Yeah. And when he auditioned, they went, "Well, that's it. Cut him a check. We we're not going to re-record that. We're going to use that. We're going <laughs> to use the audition." So the bit that's in the in the finished film, his his audition piece. Wow.
0: Well, it's phenomenal. Funny. It is phenomenal because I re obviously I rewatched it just the other day, and I was listening to that voice, and I thought, do you know I know that voice in another Disney film? I'm sure that is the voice of Frollo in *Hunchback and Notre Dame*. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I am to, and sure enough, yep, yeah, is now *Hunchback* is another glorious classic Disney musical, and the score is. Amazing. In fact, the the um stage production soundtrack that they expanded of it is even better. It's just it's glorious.
1: So, so I th- I thought Hunchback was a big flop. I thought that disappeared without a trace because it's one of those films nobody talks about. And I, is El- Esmeralda even like a, a in the princess?
0: Yeah. No. Cartoon? as Well, no, because Esmeralda's not a princess. You have you have to be a princess to be a Disney princess
1: yeah and well she, no, i mean they'll, want... they'll bend the rules when they want
0: to of course they will do but no she um yeah es- esmeralda isn't um but uh it's a it's a terrific terrific score because there's another mm. Mencken score um but yeah i was watching i think it's for it oh, That's amazing because that's such a distinctive and he plays the villain again of course yeah, oh, and, yeah and plays it terrific. beautifully um but there's there is so much trivia really about this one. so I won't do all of it but there's some bits and bobs I found that were that were pretty interesting such as we already spoke about the fact of Angela Lansbury obviously singing it was Mrs. Potts and the singing the title number.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I found a clip on YouTube of them talking about that song and um, the one piece I, I didn't know was that so uh, she was flying in to go recording session to record beauty and the beast the song and um i think it was Dave. is it dave hahn it's the producer yeah yeah dave is it yeah don don sorry don hahn uh got the phone call from her to say that she'd been delayed that she was um delayed and but she would be there So carry on what the delay was her plane had had a bomb scare and they got redirected to las vegas but she had called uh, Don Hahn and said hold the orchestra I will be there and they're in New York okay where the recording session was and he was like you know it's all right we can reschedule we can do it tomorrow I said no I will be there and then she gets there the elevator dings apparently and out she comes and again he says it's okay until we can reschedule we can do this tomorrow I said no we're gonna do it and so by the time that the orchestra was all tuned up, she stepped into the sound booth and they recorded it and that's the version that's in the film. And
1: Getting one, wasn't it? Yeah, if I remember
0: what, one and done. And according yeah. to um flip back because I've forgotten her name. According to Paige O'Hara, who played Belle, um, they were there watching as she was recording and they were in floods of tears watching Angela Lansbury perform this song. Because um Howard Ashman also Asked that all of the actors, when they were singing their songs, performed the songs as the characters. So that it was really, you know, really pushing it coming through, like you would do if you were on stage.
3: Mm. So, you
0: know, when they do be our guest and all of that, you can there's little snippets of Angela Lansbury and Jerry Orbach doing it, but you can see Angela Lansbury sort of really sort of jigging along to it and and having what looks like a lovely time. But she said of performing Beauty and the Beast is the other thing was that she was so excited to to sing with the New York Philharmonic Orchestra that she just she didn't want to miss it or not you know do it which she was going to do it anyway even if she delayed it a day but she was so wanting to do it um so I thought that was just a lovely little uh, tidbit for that one um if we talk nominations and Oscars this was the first animated feature-length film to ever be nominated for Best Picture
3: yeah.
0: at the Oscars because you didn't have Best Animated Features then. It just yeah. didn't exist. If you were going to be nominated for Best Picture, you were going to be up against others. And it was up against Silence of the Lambs, which did win. Yeah. <laughs> but it got nominated. It got. It did also get nominated for three Best Original Songs, um, which, of course, the song Beauty and the Beast did win. But Bell was also nominated, and so was Be Our Guest. Best Sound it was nominated for and Best Original Score, which it won, hmm. um, which I'm not
1: surprised. Because... Well, look, the thing is, is musicals disappeared from Hollywood for a long time. It was only the Disney movies that kept them, kept yeah. musicals alive for, Absolutely. for about 20, 30 years. Yeah. And like yeah. like Stacey was saying about you don't think it was a musical. Most people didn't think of the Disney movies as musicals because that was just what, just what Disney, Disney movies were like. That's yeah. what, you had some few laughs and a few scares and songs along the way. That's kind but of they, it. But they were just, they were musicals. That that was, that was the sole place for musicals for, for a yeah. long, long time.
3: Yeah.
0: So when this transferred and became their first musical, stage musical, mm-hmm. I uh, went to New York. It um stayed and ran for 13 years and it made more than $1.7 billion worldwide. Uh, interestingly enough, uh Susan Egan played Bell in the stage debut for 1994. She would then go on to play um oh fuck Meg in Hercules and then Tony Braxton, who was a who is superb um singer. She played Belle in uh 96 i want to say but a little, a little later on and she was the first black performer to portray bell on stage lots more songs were, were added um as well and that's like we said earlier just to correct a few timeline issues yeah. perhaps that there were and make the key continuity
1: work um well they had more time didn't they they, they, they could, did they could, yeah because you got what two hours it's two a very hours. short film. It's an it's an hour and twenty in yeah. the in the special edition. Yeah, that I, I watched and, so.
0: and they only had two years to make it, mm-hmm. and they were running out. They you know they're really just hammering towards the finish line to get it done. Yeah, I I found some box office info. It's not probably adjusted for inflation, but it made well its budget was estimated at twenty five million. It grossed in the U S. and Canada. Uh, i think it's two hundred and eighteen million nine hundred and sixty seven thousand six hundred and twenty dollars and worldwide it made over 424 million
3: mm.
0: so it it did exceptionally that, well
1: yeah so that's a hit yeah
0: by yeah by and then hit. as i said earlier the live action which not a fan of because i still think that having was it emma watson
3: yeah
0: as bell was a mistake
1: i would like i would have liked, I, I I would have
0: liked an, an actress who could actually i would have liked them to have got a Broadway actress to
1: have done. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, that's like we were saying with the cast, it's a very it's a talent not star cast. yeah whereas the movies go for stars
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Not necessarily for tal you know it has to be a recognizable face. Which yeah. is one of the advantages of animation is there's no such thing as a recognizable face. Yeah. Which is one of the things that kinda of bugs me there was a sort of a trend, particularly with like CGI animations, to make characters look like the actors. Yes. And it and it bugs me because it's like just do a live action movie then. If you want if you want the character to look like the actor. I'd make the character look like the character. But sorry, that's a separate that's a separate
0: Well no, they did it in um Anastasia, um, which now Disney own Fox. They own Anastasia, so technically mm. she's become a Disney princess. But Meg Ryan voiced uh Anastasia in that movie mm. and they did portray her to look like Meg Ryan.
3: Yeah. And
0: the same and Angela Lansbury actually voiced um the last Moraine Romanoff. Um yeah. and they did draw her to look like Angela Lansbury. So yeah, it is yeah. One it's, of those it's, I mean I get, I get why
1: they do it. It just bugs me a bit to be honest. Yeah, I get it. it. Yeah. Um, now
0: do do you remember you said at the start of this recording about how being 50 something a, a gentleman watching this movie is a bit kind of you know okay
1: is this where you tell me i'm an arsehole no
0: not at all okay. but i did um see reports and different behind the scenes stuff that it was shown that although this was a film that children went to families went to teenagers to it also marked the time um when it was shown that adults, it was okay for adults to go on a date night or to go and see this yeah. film without yeah. their children. So it all kind of started here, because they'd heard how good this film was. It was meant to be terrific. It marked the beginning of adults going without children to see animated features.
1: So how pissed off would the kids be, though? To be honest, yeah. Hey kids, <laughs> we went to see the latest Disney last night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have.
1: Did you enjoyed doing your homework?
0: Did you? because we went and saw a Disney film you (laughs) bastards um but they're they're really the the majority of some of the the facts I found that I thought were the most
1: I think I think with with, you know if you bring in money like that and ticket sales like that you're gonna you are gonna hit abroad you've got you've got to be hitting a broad audience and you've got absolutely you know yeah, yeah the date crowd as well as the family crowd
0: yeah absolutely um but yeah like I say I think they're really the majority of uh my thoughts. Oh, there was one little thing that I saw just before we started tonight, which was that the ball scene where they're, you know, it's Taylor's oldest time and they're having a lovely dance and we get all the CG stuff. That's all terrific. It's basically a
1: lift from Sleeping Beauty, though. Well, isn't that the last the last shot where More they're or less, dancing right in the last shot? They, it's literally the animation from from.
0: Um, yeah, it's from Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Disney do it a lot. They they've done it a lot in the past where they yeah. they're brilliant at recycling. There's there's I mean
1: I mean there's the the famous case of like the Robin Hood movie where they literally just they, what yeah. you do is because you've got all all the all the pencil sketches the mo- the movement movement yeah. sketches yeah um,
3: yeah
1: that you can you can just redraw over those on that's self it. To, they to, it. so the animation's already done for you you just need to redraw them from um, that's
0: it
3: yeah in the it's... new
1: costumes and so on. So I, I doesn't it doesn't bother me. No, so I, I, I know when that stuff leaks out on the internet, it's all like, oh my god! I think it's they, great.
3: No, no, I
1: think it's great. You know, try animating something. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> it's you know, so hard. It's, yeah, it's 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 the most labour intensive. Uh, you know, after you know, I, I used to say that comics is the most you know labour intensive for 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 the amount of time that the um, that the viewer spends on. But I think animation beats it really yeah, because yeah, it's, it's yeah. literally flickering past them at twenty twenty four 24 drawings a second.
0: So should we start doing a bit of a, a wrap up on final thoughts?
2: If we yeah, have any sure. left to say. Stace, do you want to go with yours first? Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of notes that I hadn't managed to like. Oh, let's do them so far. Let's um, do it. So I want to point out that I absolutely adore uh, all of the animation throughout the whole thing, but in particular, the stained glass story st- storytelling mm. at the start is genuinely like absolutely beautiful. gorgeous and combined with that absolutely beautiful score in that cold open like immediately i was all about this film yeah um i do get annoyed about bell because i think uh if you're trapped in a castle with a bunch of enchanted shit and a scary beast man who is very pissed off that you're there if he says don't go to the west wing just don't, yeah. go to the west wing, <laughs> don't go to the west wing you absolute fucking fanny i mean i mean <laughs> um, I I'd laugh, when but... i was a kid because i was very much one of those children that was like i would very rarely do naughty stuff yeah. and if i ever did i would immediately be like like i'd crack under pressure so if somebody said oh well who broke this thing i'd be like it was zoe but i was there and we of like and i'd just rag on it like i'd tattle I wouldn't yep. be able to keep a secret, in if I'd done something bad, like I was fully like a, a little do-goody teacher's petty nightmare. <laughs> so, like the instant she was like, "Ah, oh, the West Wing," you say, hmm. "Strokes the chin." I might just scamper up here, and I was
1: like, "Yeah." Obviously, oh, he said, "Well, it? don't don't go to the West Wing," and you think, so "Oh, if, she's clearly going go go to go, the go wing, to the West Wing." Point. But yeah. I thought they'd be doing that somewhere down the line. It's literally the first thing I she, think does. she does.
2: Yeah. yeah, she has dinner and then she, she's seen the West Wing. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking phenomenally stupid. he yeah. tells it, it right. there. So
1: it's, you know, I, I, okay, they, they could have taken a bit more time with this, but yeah, they, yeah. they're just not hanging around. so not, fuck yeah. it, we're going straight to them. Um, no and
2: my part. only, my only other thought was, is that like, um, you know, we've already talked about the the fairy tale logic, which is why it doesn't particularly bother me that she falls for a beast who also mm. happens to be a captor and like it doesn't particularly yeah. bother me that a lot of it doesn't make any sense but the one thing that always did bother me was my sister used to pick on me so hard because my first crush was disney's robin hood now yeah. disney's robin yeah. hood was a fox anthropomorphic fox and uh, and i kept saying to her but if Belle is allowed to fall in love with a hairy beast man and she doesn't know that he was ever human and that he might because nobody te- i don't know if that's part of the curse that they're not allowed to tell people yeah but nobody phone and says to her like he used to be a guy and he's cursed to remain a beast until he can stop being a fucking fanny and like experience actual yeah. love and be yeah. a nice man um so she doesn't know that there's anything about so she just like falls for his personality and everybody's fine with it even though like if he hadn't turned back into a human, she would essentially have just started dating a a, a scary beast wolf. Yeah. Um I bet so, he's got a lipstick. So like, like, <laughs> I just cannot I'm I'm glossing over that. I <laughs> just cannot um i can't i don't think it's very fair that my sister used to pick on me for fancying yeah. a fox but she was totally fine with Belle potentially yeah, yeah. going to She's bone down. town with mm-hmm. a beast yeah like i just don't think that's very fair yeah. um and also chip is one of the most annoying characters in the yeah, industry yeah. Yeah. i agree there's a I, wonderful I, bit I, where I, they're right, trying to I like,
1: up, like <laughs> yeah of course there's an annoying little kid yeah
2: there's a wonderful bit where they're trying to sort of usher him away from beauty and the beast because like they're having like a fun snowball fight in the garden and they're trying to like make sure that nobody disturbs the like you know bonding moment that they're having as they're you know frolicking in the snow or whatever and chip's just like i want to fucking see (laughs) that whole sequence i'm like somebody kick him off the ledge that'll teach him that'll learn i i
1: i would. I mean, it wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping that when Chip turned back to a child, he'd have a big chunk out of his skull, and <laughs> he'd <laughs> he drop down dead straight away.
2: Well do you know what? Okay, that's me? a bit harsh. <laughs> like, so
0: they're all human again, and it turns out that Mrs. Potts is actually more like grandmother age. Yeah. And it always bothers me a little bit that he's like what four?
1: It's about four. And yeah.
0: apparently, her son. <laughs> And yeah. she's got like twenty other kids in the cupboard because when he puts when she puts him back up in the cupboard after he's had his bath, yeah, she's my, like, they off do you have, go. have a lot
1: of kids. Back well, there. I know, they just but it just them out.
0: But it was only one of those things that just occurs to me, like at this it's, sort of period of yeah, life. Yeah,
1: uh, they say something in the commentary about they, they realize like how much staff was in this castle. Yeah, because like say if all the crockery is now, and what happened to the real crockery? Well, oh. <laughs> Where, what happened to all the stuff? You know, if yeah, every, yeah. every bit of furniture and everything is now somebody who worked there. Like, yeah. what was this, a city? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you kind of have to.
2: Um, just, I let it go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you I let it have go. To.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um,
2: none, none of that sort of stuff bothered me at all because I was too busy just being overexcited at like a footstool Absolutely. Yeah, and a wardrobe clomping around. <laughs> Actually, one thing, They know
1: their audience.
2: They yeah. do. One thing I almost forgot,
0: that beautiful opening Prologue that we love over the glass stained window and all of that beautifulness. Uh, it was originally the Carnival of Animals. That was the original hold music, the temp music they had in that they were going to use. Oh, um And then Menken was like, "Well, let me do my own version of it." And that's what we that's what we got.
1: Uh-huh. Was that? See that see that's the bit I really liked that that bit. It's so cool. beautiful. Yeah. peaked really
2: early for you, didn't it? Like, yeah.
1: Well, that's um, it. It's if, like, it <laughs> start, oh,
2: okay. if it just started <laughs> and stopped there, desperate. you would
1: have been fine. Yeah i was desperate to enjoy this movie
2: like i the the one final final thought i have though as well yeah. is that i think the runaway bit of music and and like staging and animation and stuff for me is is the the gaston like gaston song yeah because it's so funny yeah at the, and at the same time utterly gross <laughs> yes yeah. like i absolutely love that whole I think it's a brilliant song, uh, and it makes me a bit sad that Lee doesn't really remember it. I love no, the No, I'll, whole... I'll be
1: honest. The all the songs just kind of washed over me. Oh. They, they, none of them really, apart from the ones I kind of already knew. Uh, I think. None my
2: of them was, was probably really glad that he wasn't in the night that I watched it because, as I said, I had the Disney sing along songs that had all pretty much all of the songs from Beauty and the Beast in it. Yeah. And so I was belting them out in our living room as this as this film played um just fully giving it like drama student (laughs) welly yeah I was doing
0: somewhat (laughs) similar to be fair but I because I I think Gaston is a is an amazing number as well and I love the whole um when I was a child I ate four dozen eggs to help me get like now I'm grown I eat five dozen eggs and I'm roughly the size of a barge and I love it when he pulls his shirt part and he shows how hairy his chest is and all those really uh, dark things yeah 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 it's ah uh, brilliant Wonderful. um lee i'm gonna go to you for final thoughts now because i feel that's where i should go next and then hopefully end on a happy note with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's, look it's not i thought it was a bad movie at yeah. all i thought yeah it's it makes no odds it didn't work for me there's a lot of stuff that didn't work for me there's a lot of stuff in it i liked but and i really wanted to like it because i mm-hmm. say, you know, there's, there was a lot riding on it, um, but it—it's just what I don't like about Disney movies is yeah. everything kind of piled into this, all the cuteness and the and the songs and all stuff. It's like the 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 if you wanted to make a movie that I'm not going to like, it's kind of this, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, and not in, not that it's awful. It's just that's not what I want out of a movie. it's not for you. Not no, not for you. Yeah. So it's it's so it's not bad, and I really wanted to enjoy it, and I found a lot to enjoy about it, mm-hmm. but it's it's i did it didn't carry me along' it didn't you know like with when we were talking about um, the not before Christmas, that sucked me along i wasn't I wasn't ready for that I was kind of braced against that one, funnily enough, mm. and that one kind of caught me, and I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this in kind of in spite of myself,
3: yeah, but
1: this one I was kind of I was willing myself, maybe that's why it's just the pressure of going Maybe, i, need, I yeah. need to, this
0: one. I think maybe you should try some other Renaissance musicals. Uh try hunchback.
1: I'm sure I'll watch it again. I thought you know you know i, I mean I've got the fucking i am V D I'm gonna well, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna to have to watch it again. And I have watched it twice. I did I did watch it twice and kind yeah. of like, I went through it a second time went, okay. Mostly just to check if I got that right about him being eleven. Yes. But anyway <laughs> yes. okay, yeah, that's that's definitely there. I didn't just yeah, you know, no, it's that. Yeah, but it, yeah. no, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought the animation was lovely. It's just not my kind of movie. It's not
0: your cup of tea, is it, Miss? No, it?
1: It, it didn't click. And it and it was and it was just one of those ones where I was trying to fix it.
3: Yeah, and yeah. Like
1: and Clearly, it doesn't need fixing because it was massive. But mm-hmm. it's it's just my brain going. Well, like they, they could have done this, and if they'd have done that, and if they'd have just, I mean, it's it's total Monday night quarterbacking on my behalf. Just going, mm. yeah, I know, I know better than these these guys who've won oscars for this thing <laughs> you know clearly yeah. they should have come to me when yeah. i was 21 and go can yeah. we just run this through, pasteurize uh, but <laughs> but yeah that's 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 it but i i would say um i watched the jean cocteau version the french 1946 yeah. version yeah. which is gorgeous and that they, they they took some of the stuff from that like the um like the living utensils is kind yes. of they took that and just made it into disney whereas in in the in the Jean cocteau film it's a much more haunting and creepy that they'll walk down corridors and and, mm. and things will turn and follow them and that kind of stuff do you know um,
0: i i have it i just haven't watched it yet
1: it, it's it. it's worth it's worth sitting down and paying attention because obviously in french those subtitles and yeah. That, yeah that's a separate thing you have to you have to pay attention yeah. but it but it's just and but that kind of does hit that kind of really just and i'm and i'm sure if i watch that again i go oh this has actually got the same narrative problems that the disney version has because yeah. the story generally has problems but because it's it is it is like a it's very dreamlike that it does it doesn't feel like it needs to have logic to move it along and it just mm-hmm. goes on so and also they they took a, a basically gaston who they they took the idea of this suitor character from from the uh from La Belle at La Bette. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just made him more of a, a bastard, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would recommend watching that. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's a lovely movie. OK, cool. And cool, please cool. don't, everybody, and my friend Aaliyah, don't hate me. It's, it's OK. We don't, <laughs> you know, it's OK. I don't, it's not my cup of tea, but we're all right.
0: It's OK. It's all right. This might become, for me, like, Great Escape for you because uh, <laughs> it, it, hands down this is this has always been since I first watched it this has been my favourite Disney animated film even when we've got Hunchback and Frozen and you know Frozen the 2. way you
1: keep going about Hunchback makes me feel like I need to watch it because I've never heard anybody talk about Hunchback I, the amount of, amount of I do passion. love
0: it but I think I love it more for its, its score and its songs mm. and I love it furthermore because of the 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 theater the the, I think it's off Broadway it's not quite Mm. been on Broadway but it's off Broadway soundtrack which is immense but it's yeah but this is an era of Disney that I did love and I do love the newer stuff but Beauty and the Beast has always been a pinnacle moment because it's also one that I really remember seeing at the cinema as well Um, and I think that adds a lot to it also I was working at the Disney store when this came back for its 10th anniversary because Disney would release things onto video and they'd only release them for a short time and they meant yeah. it. And then they'd vault them for 10 years and yeah. then they'd bring them back. So when this came out, that was either its 10th or 15th anniversary and they were releasing it with a very special uh, snow globe, which my parents got me for my 21st birthday. So yeah, it was about a 10 year anniversary. This, I remember this woman coming up to the, the desk to pre-order it because she would get, you could pay extra and get this snow globe, and you could also get uh, a, lith- a lithograph print as well. And she pre-ordered it, and she said, "Yeah, I really want it because, um, you know, my children weren't alive when this came out." And I'm like, "And then she—I think even she said she wasn't, uh, she was just a babe when it came." out. I was like, "I saw this in the fucking cinema. You get." <laughs> thanks for aging me. You absolutely.
1: And you're saying that at 21, back. you deserve it. You deserve everything you get. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, my God.
0: But no, I I do adore this film, and and I hope it hasn't come across, but I have found some of the conversations and thoughts on this that were not mine (laughs) quite hard um, to hear, which I feel is possibly similar to how some of our thoughts on Great Escape and the ones you've loved. Yeah, how'd you like them Apple? Exactly. It's, It's very, it's like accepting it all, and it's like, okay, I get it that's how you see it that's how you saw it i don't necessarily agree because i see it this way Oh no,
1: absolutely like and, i say watching it at this age isn't the best way to be watching yeah. it this isn't the time you're supposed to be watching it and i'm um, watching it on my own. i'm sure if i will you know watching with the kids that makes a big difference
0: well not your niece because she don't like it
1: well yeah she, <laughs> i mean but we didn't get to the beast part i think we, once we got uh, to the beast part she might she, it, she might have right. gone for it a bit more yeah but, she but got no. to the, you know she likes the monsters
0: but overall, this is still a massive hit for me. And I just, apart from the live action, uh, I don't actually like the stage show either. I found, I saw it a, prof- a professional tour of it once and I thought it was a bit too panto
3: for yeah.
0: me, uh, which I didn't appreciate because I wanted to see a, a beautiful, serious um, stage performance because the Beast has his own number in the stage show. And it's a beautiful number. It, it cl- I think it closes act one. And it's it's all about if she doesn't love him, what, you know, and everything that comes with that. It's gorgeous. Um, But no, overall, love it from animation to songs to score. All of it and everything making it. I would recommend for those who enjoy a good uh, documentary on the making of films and backgrounds. Um, Waking Sleeping Beauty is a brilliant documentary about the Renaissance appearance. Uh, appearance, did I just say? the renaissance period sorry um of the disney animation studios there's also a documentation oh, fucking hell, a documentary about howard ashman called howard that's on disney plus and i highly recommend watching that too to learn more about um this wonderfully talented man who's gone too soon um but yeah that's me and that's guys that's beauty and the beast Lee you have now watched Disney's Beauty and the Beast yeah, well it's, done. It's June. done. It's, yeah,
1: I can no longer say I've never seen it
0: exactly it's all done and that was our Christmas special guys well, be, I mean what we're going to do for our next Christmas special I've no idea but we've got time to figure it out
1: yeah, we have to <laughs> yeah, work on it yeah.
0: so as a reminder uh, we should probably say again what our episode for the new year is going to be because
1: it's uh, Seven Samurai, Samurai, right?
0: that's correct, Seven Samurai, yep. That will drop on New Year's Day, on January 1st. Uh, so until then, a very Merry Christmas to you all. We hope you have a wonderful, lovely time. Enjoy how you celebrate, however that may be. It's a, a goodbye and a Merry Christmas from me and Stace. Au revoir. Bye-bye. And from you. Bye-bye. Until Do next time. the jingle bells hear the jingle bells we'll see you in the new year adios hey everyone if you'd like to follow never seen on the socials you can find us on both twitter and instagram at never underscore pod if you'd like to follow me on twitter i'm at angel j5 you can find stacy on both twitter and instagram at stacy's parlor that's stacy spelt with an e-y and parlor with a u-r and you can find lee on twitter at lovely lee underscore g